0: Yes, hello and welcome to the monologue with Benny Clifton and I'm tagging along. My name's Sonny Munn, thanks for being with us. How are you,
1: Ben? Yeah, good to be here, Sonny. Um, yeah. Another good day of racing at Randwick on on Saturday, but it's going to be wet.
0: Okay, good to know, good to know. i tell you what, last week we, uh, we were both recovering from a, a wedding on race day Saturday and uh, we tipped a fair, well, you tipped a fair few bridesmaids in the end, didn't you? A lot of second placings. <laughs> There were a couple of winners in there, there but were. yeah,
1: if you could could have just converted a few of those placings into uh, some winners, it would have been a, a Red Letter Day. Wow,
0: well, let's do that today then, mate. What does we... that
1: mean? What does Red Letter Day mean? Red Letter what Day
0: is... comes from an Asian tradition uh, where the Red Letter brings good luck. Uh, I won't get into it now.
1: <laughs> I knew you'd know.
0: Well, wow, that's probably the extent of my knowledge, so that's why I wanted to keep moving on. It's any important day as a red-letter day, but I think it comes from an academic thing in, in Asian culture. Anyway, we'll be cutting that out. Let's get straight into Ramwick, mate. There's 10 of the best here. Hey, quick one. Why is it often 10 races in Ramwick and 9 elsewhere? Is that just dink, or is there
1: something I'm missing? Oh, no, it's just for the main days. They Copy. normally do 10 in Sydney um, just to maximise the turnover. Mate. I've got the definition of red letter day here. Oh, shit. Am I way it's off? It's a noun that means a particularly significant day or a day to celebrate.
0: Yeah, we kind of knew that, though, didn't we? We didn't give us the origins. We're a minute in and we haven't mentioned a quadruped, so let's get stuck into the ten of the best. We've got two group ones and a big day racing out at Wet Ramwick. Our first is over two clicks, the Toyota Forklift's Frank Packer. All right. At 11.35, we've got racing in the AM, Ossipenko. For fans of the Russian ballet arts at 2.20, just edging out Pericles, for the Roman General fans out there at 2.30, looks like a two-horse race. Williamsburg is at 7.50, the Willyburg Massive, and then it drifts to double figures, but there's only half a dozen in the in
1: the contest. I and mean, that's why it's the first race on the card. Just as I mentioned, the track is going to be wet. There's rain around Thursday, Friday. This track just doesn't dry out that that well, So, and if we get any rain on the day, it'll just fall apart. So I think if you're working on a slow seven, that'll probably be about the right the right mark so yeah with this race so not a lot of speed i had my truth going forward but I found this really tricky race because you've got Osipenko, who you know ran pretty well in the Doncaster going to two thousand meters for the first time. I don't particularly think it's looking for the two thousand meters, so it was a pretty genuine query there. And then you've got Pericles, who's the other horse in in the market, who's dropping back from the 2,400 meters of the Derby back to the two thousand meters, which is probably a less than ideal situation. You've got a few horses here who this isn't their target race, and this is sort of an afterthought. They've had their peak runs for the campaign, and they're you know they're trying to get another win on the board so just with the murkiness of that the murkiness that you know these horses weren't targeted this race and um it's an afterthought just means i have to stay out but if i had to choose between one uh, osapenko and pericles i'll go pericles but i wouldn't be putting my hard-earned on it
0: all right we're gonna hold there we've got 10 to go into so we won't stress too much about race one we'll go over to race two over 1200 just after midday we've got pretty open field here remlap's commander God, I could use a few laps of the old REM sleep. REM laps commander at 550. Super extreme at 650. Baratus? Baratus? Ooh, nearly said badass at eight. That's what they try and get you to do. Salir at nines, as is peremptory. And then it goes out to double figures after that. This looks like a tough one.
1: Yeah, really tough, and it's a highway, so it doesn't really get me too interested, but I just wanted to touch on the horses that have moved in the market. Baradis, as you mentioned, was, is $14 into $8, so a bit of market support there. Tommy Marquan replacing an apprentice on that, so I can see why they're backing it. And the other horse in the market, Remlap's Command, has, there's been a little bit of support since uh, prices opened. Um, it was quite impressive uh, on the Beaumont track last start, but this is too hard, and there's better betting races later on the card.
0: Good to hear, good to hear, mate. Nothing wrong with the highway, in the words of Tom Cochran. Life is a highway, and I want to ride it all night long. Let's go to race three, 1,400 metres. We've got Floating. That could come in handy in the rain. At 2.50, Miss Einstein. Behind every genius is a beautiful woman. At 7.50, Bundina at nines, and I'm not going to bother with the rest.
1: Nah, and it's probably with good reason. But um, so the favourite, I'll start with the favourite, Floating. Probably should have won first up at Warwick Farm. James McDonald goes on board for Rachel King. He's only ridden it once, and it was a pretty emphatic win in a similar race at Newcastle. So, I can understand why it's favourite. I can't understand why it's so short though. Two dollars fifty at the moment in such a big field. I think it's probably under the odds. So, I'm going to go with two horses here. I think, and they, both these horses are third up. So, I, I feel like they're going to peak on this day. And you know, I think particularly the way the track conditions are going to be on Saturday, you need those horses who've got little bit of racing under their belt and um, Miss Einstein's the first one I I reckon it's two runs back have been really good and that uh, midway with it which Estero won last start rated really well so I'm happy to go with her third up she uh, races well uh, on wet conditions and uh, from barrier six she should get a nice run she's got the claim for Dylan Gibbons as well who's absolutely flying and the other horse is right down the bottom Pacific Warrior so currently about mm, between 10 and 13 dollars depending on on where you bet and well, hopefully it's with mint bet but um this is another horse who's hitting the race third up i think it'll get a nice run from barrier 10 and uh has got form in the wet so i just think this will be its peak run of the campaign and down in the waist is going to help as well so i'm betting around floating um i'm with miss einstein and pacific warrior i
0: like it little fact about einstein apparently he wore the same shirt every day then again, he wasn't really known right. for his hygiene, was he? Yeah. So, Miss Einstein, not much to do on her hands while he's out working on the theory of relativity. Let's go, relatively speaking, to race number four now. And we've got a very short favourite in Magic Time looking to extend its winning rate. And make all the others disappear. Opal Ridge is at three sixty. Magic time is under two bucks at the minute, so it's gonna be floating around that market think. Come the jump, maybe shortening. Olentia, Olentia, I should get it right, I've said it the last month. Is it five fifty? It looks like it's a race in three here, mate. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, and it's a it's a good little race as well. I mean, Magic Time first up at Randwick was very impressive. It had a bit of market support there. It was seven into six dollars, and it was coming from form down in Melbourne. And it was sort of it was hard to know where it fit in with the other other three year olds. But geez, it was impressive. So uh, it goes to fourteen hundred. But the markets found it this time. I mean, dollar ninety. It's pretty short, so I'm not interested in it at that price. Opal Ridge was $2.40 in that same race uh, against Magic Time last start. Um, You know, it was probably disappointing, I'd go to say. And I don't think it's, you know... I don't know if there are any genuine excuses, and you know, Magic Time beat it on its merits, so um, I think you have to trust the SP there. It gets a senior jockey, Jason Collard, who rides wet tracks really well, so current price $3.60, I think there's probably room for it to drift. Um, probably the horse of interest to me, it's not going to be a betting race, but I think this is the horse to you know really keep an eye on Alentia. This is a horse who's drawn barrier one here. It's probably the only horse who's got genuine early speed, and I expect it to, to race on speed, and... Uh, I thought it was really impressive at Hawkesbury uh, first up. It only won narrowly, but there was a big margin to third. So that holds it in good stead. And um, Gio Moreira is is going really well. So if I had to choose one, uh, it would be a lentier. But I just think given where the current market prices are, um, I'm willing to sit this one out. We've got uh, more bets later on in the card. But uh, it would de- 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 definitely is a race of intrigue without it being a betting race. Do love an intriguing race. What are your thoughts on Magic in general? Well... I went and saw a really good magic show at the Comedy Festival a few years ago. But, really? Yeah, but I'm not really sold on it in general. No, nah, no.
0: Nah, I, I, I said years ago that it was making a comeback, and I was wrong. What, what prompted you to say oh, it was... Well I just what thought these things, was, are, these things are cyclical like fashion, and I thought, well, you, we, we went through the phase of like it went from was this your card, to street magic, to Vegas, to David Blaine burying himself and going to all extremes. And I just thought, oh, someone's going to tap into the market here and all of a sudden, drips like you were going to be going to live magic shows at, at the <laughs> comedy festival. <laughs> I thought I was on the money. It was but... good, mate. I... Whoa, I you're very, very defensive, Benjamin. Very defensive for a man happy with his choices. <laughs>
1: I still can't work out how he did it.
0: Oh, See, that's what I mean. It's just frustrating. It's like, uh, okay, awesome. So you spent years in a room by yourself perfecting how to trick people. I I just, it's something about it that frustrates me. But then again, I'm a simple, simple man. Let's go to race five, mate. Over 1,200 metres now. We've got Valana at 250 is your strong favourite. Gravina at 650. Coal Crusher. Coal Crusher for the ScoMo fans out there at six bucks. Bacchanalia had a bit of that last weekend at seven fifty. 50 falls gorgeous this time of year i assume
1: at nine bucks and i'll stop <laughs> reading there yeah i mean this is a interesting race like valana is a horse who i've really found it hard to get my head around i mean i think it does need everything to go its way and probably its biggest strength is its racing pattern it just sort of settles in behind the leaders and that's generally where you want to be and that's sort of been its advantage, but I do I do think it's got a ceiling on on how actual good it is. So it did win first up in the Silver Eagle uh, last time in. It's got fifty eight here. Uh, I don't think it's particularly well in. Um, I think it's well found in the market uh, of the other horses in the market. It's really dominated by the Godolphin horses. Gravina, all five wins have been on wet tracks. James McDonald takes the ride. It's got a similar peak rating to Villana, but I wasn't with it. I'm not with Bacchanalia. I think it, it needed everything to go his way last start, and it, uh, probably gets a similar run here. But this is a you know a classier race. So the horse I want to go with is at seventeen dollars. That's rocking Ayo. by. It's just got its last win was at this track of distance at sixty to one, and I just think it's been racing against some really serious horses. I mean, last start it was in the TJ Smith. It's never going to be a chance in a race like that. Start before I thought it was pretty good in the Galaxy. It just hasn't really raced in the, its class for for a while now, and I think this is a race where it's probably got a little bit more to give this campaign. Uh, it's probably the most suitable race it's been in this campaign. at seventeen dollars, just have something each way on it, and I think you get a really good run for run for your money. It will get back in the field, but I think getting to the middle part of the track will be the pe- best part of the track. And, um yeah it's 17 dollars as i said you don't have to have much on
0: spot on and just a reminder to set yourself a deposit limit out there punters and make sure you enjoy the day responsibly if you can that is good value at 17 to 1 so you don't have to have too much on it like you said now let's go to race six mate i'm excited here we're over two kilometers this is my Oman. I'll run through the field. We've got protagonist at 5.50. Another open field this one. Sunshine Rising tends to do that at 7. Diamil, Diamel, Diamel. Nah, let's call the whole thing off at 7.50. Bankers Choice at 8. And then we go out to double figures. And my Oman, very simple one this week. Lions Roar at 10 bucks.
1: Big lions, man, aren't you?
0: Well, you know what, mate? I am pumped for this one because this is smack bang at halftime in the Brisbane Lions game this weekend. It's gather round. So I will be. I love when this stuff lines up. We'll have to have a word with the good folk over at Mintbet and see if they can't tweak something so that folks like me can jump over at halftime in the footy and have a little uh, crossover punt with Lions so- roar as the roar of the Lions hopefully is continuing in the footy.
1: Were you a Bears man before a Lions
0: man? Correct, mundo, mate. Yeah, yeah, Brisbane Bears. But um, I'm not like one of these Fitzroy heads who decides to never watch footy again because their team merged. I will <laughs> jump on any bandwagon that offers me. So, Lions roar. You know,
1: Michael Voss was my hero growing up.
0: I did not know that. Oh, that's an odd hero to have. Hero's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the airport to meet
1: him. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, he got his autograph. What they were
0: flying into play, and you went, "Oh, I better go to the airport, make sure Vossi knows I'm and coming." Me, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's totally normal. Why not go to the ground, see if you can pinch him on the on the yeah, boundary?
1: That's a good point. <laughs> He's going to loiter around his luggage,
0: creep. All right. So that's what we've learned from today. We're going to keep you away from Vossi. All
1: right. I mean, this race, honestly, if you can find a bet in this, Lions Draw you mentioned it. It, it would have been it would have been the bet, but I just don't think it's a wet tracker. I, th- I reckon, mate. It swims. It's, run-
0: <laughs> its mother was a mutter. Its father was a mutter.
1: Its two runs back have been okay, I think, considering, and you know, it was getting to the right distance range. Now it would have been absolutely primed, but the fact it's going to get another wet track has really turned me off it. But it was one I was definitely keen on if the track was going to be drier. Protagonist is the favourite, probably just because William Haggis trains it. Sort of, it ran all right. The Doncast without being. Great, the two thousand meters should suit. Sunshine Rising was the was an interesting one. I thought they took off too early last start. Uh, it got caught late. Thought it was a good run, so it's probably ready to win. I just I just think there was too many chances and too many queries over um, some of them to to really get involved. So let's hold fire until the the group ones. Let's
0: not. Let's get on Lions Roar. Let's go over to race seven now, mate. We've got a big one here. Moe Shandon Champagne Steaks. Pop that cork. Let's go. Militarize at two thirty. Don Corleone, the godfather himself, making us an offer. Can we refuse it? It's at 360. Starts to drift then. We've got Tom Kitten at 9.50. Pier pressure. P-I-E-R pressure. See what they did there at
1: 12 bucks.
0: Bases loaded. Hit one out of the park at 14s.
1: Yeah, this is a really, really narrow race and obviously dominated the market by militarizer. who Who was a 20-to-1 shot last start in the size produce and absolutely bolted in it was probably told to be a little bit shorter just but just because of its previous run in the golden slipper where it it failed to finish um, or or got heavily interfered with by the horse that was dropping out of it so uh, I wouldn't take too much notice of the SP what I will take notice of is the style of the win it won so easily and you know it's facing a very similar field here still got $2.30 I do think this is a horse who will um, either stay solid or firm up because i think there's a couple of weaknesses in the market so i am with militarize I'll i'll just run through a few of the other horses in the race don corleone it's pretty tight in the market compared to militarize and does have the sp edge over it from last start but if you if you're a video man you have a look at the videos and i just can't see how it can bridge that gap of the three and a half lengths margin from last start and you know, it is getting really deep into its campaign now. It's six run in, so um, I'm against Don Corleone. I think it's the weakness in the market. The other horse who I think the market could come for and is Tom Kitten. I don't love the race it's coming out of last week, but the thing it does have in its favour is that it's backing up, which is a huge advantage on uh, a wet track. So I can see money coming for Tom Kitten, but I'm with Militarise. I think given the style of its win in the, in the size produce, it, uh, it'll be awfully hard to beat. And with it potentially firming up, would it be worthwhile getting on in advance, knowing what the conditions are going to be like, or you just hold off? Yeah, yeah. Look, I wouldn't deter you from taking that price. I'd be happy to take it, and if it does blow out, just maybe have a little bit more on it responsibly.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Just think about what you are prepared to lose today, or on Saturday, depending on when you listen to this. And if it's Sunday and you're listening back, don't worry, you're not losing anything. You're too late. Race Eight is over fourteen hundred. Giga Kick, I do like that horse at three bucks. Zaki sounds delicious at six. Mizzou, I'd have that on the side as well at eight. As is Jackano. Gee, some good horses in this one. Private Eye at eight fifty and Cascadian all the way down at eleven. You know they're good horses
1: when I'm aware of who they are. <laughs> yeah, they are good horses, but um. Some queries over a few of them. Well, let's run through them. So, mm. in terms of the speed map, Electric Girl, I think, will go forward. Rock and Horse up to 1,400, which should be right there. Zaki will go forward. Who else? Bandersnatch and Mizzou won't be far away. So, there should be decent tempo for this 1,400 metre race. And I am with the favourite Giga Kick. I just think, It's two runs back. Have been superb. Not everything's gone to plan, and I I do like the way it went through the line last start. And the TJ Smith got beaten by a really nice horse. You know, I wish I win, and it goes to the 1400 metres for the first time, but. I can't see that being any, any issue. Probably the main issue is what do they do from Barrier 11, Burnt? But I think this horse, you know, I wouldn't be scared if they went forward on this horse. You know, I can see him riding a conservative from that gate, so I'll leave it up to the experts. But I just want to run through a few of the other horses in the race. So, Zaki got some really big figures first up, and he's a horse who, you know, I was tempted by, but I just think it's had a setback. Is it going to be really ready to go 1400 meters first up? Probably not, but. Um, he's definitely the class runner in the race i think private eye he's probably a dry tracker these days and uh, needs those conditions to really show its best mizzou i've got a query over it up to 1400 meters i just don't think there was anything in its run last to suggest it's looking for further i can't see it turning the tables on giga kick and jackano the other one i think this is a horrible setup for it and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it drifts and starts double figures. It just—I don't think it's two wins this time in were that impressive. They didn't do anything on the clock. Form hasn't really held up. It was a drifter on both occasions, and then it was pretty ordinary, I thought, in the Australian Guineas. So um, they're trying—they're trying to lengthen out the campaign when I think they would have been better off going for a spell. So I'm with Giga Kick. I just think this is a horse who's got a huge future, and you know, 1400 meters first time. I'm happy to happy to go with it. Tell you what, if
0: Jackano gets up, you might have to hang up the spurs, mate, because that was <laughs> slanderous. That was great. For
1: such a valuable cold, I can't believe they're, they're going to the well again, so um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes on Saturday.
0: Well, I don't know if it's raining come about four o'clock Saturday, but it's going to be wet from the spray you just gave it, so that's <laughs> fine. We're going to stick with 1,400 metres now in race nine, and we've got a favourite in, oh, here we go, Cotaheli? Mm, yeah, Kota- Heli, yep. Yeah. Is that close enough? Yeah, 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 maybe not as annoyingly high-pitched. Yeah, that's at 4.20, (laughs) go to heli. Tay Mullane at fives, military expert. Bit of a military feel to this day. At 8.50, substantial at tens, and then we start to drift. Jojo was a man.
1: Nice name. Fans out there. Big time. Um, Do you want my thoughts?
0: Mm, Not particularly, but I think the punters do.
1: All right. Um, So, first of all, I can't understand why this favorite, his favorite, Coda Heli, very tight, and you know, it has been, what did they open it up, it was like about $8 into $4.20, so pretty significant market move, I mean, it doesn't have much weight, but that's only sort of one positive, it trialed up pretty well, goes all right first up, but I think it's hit rock bottom odds at the moment, so I'm not with it, military expert I've got time for, but it's off 168 days, and very unlikely to run a peak rating off that sort of break, I think, Nice horse, no doubt, but uh, maybe two or three runs time, uh, whether they take it up to Queensland, it could be a, a nice horse up there. But the horse I'm with is Tame Alain, and mainly because of sort of the fitness advantage it's got over those two other horses I mentioned, who are first up, and gets the two kilo claim for Zach Lloyd, takes it to 53.5, third up here, goes forward, um, dropping in weight, it just ticks so many boxes. Probably the box that doesn't tick is the wet track, but I think given that it's got the fitness edge given it's got no weight this is the first chance it's had to really perform on the wet track so i'm with tame elaine and you know against the others just due to the main reason is probably the the fitness edge
0: now with a horse like this that hasn't really got a proven record in the wet is if that's what i'm understanding from your analysis the fact that it's race nine would that hurt it more than say if this was early in the card like if it's really churned up the turf if it's pouring down with rain all day, is that something to factor in on the day?
1: Yeah, it couldn't. You know, you can be too quick to sort of label them horses who don't handle wet tracks because they could have struck these wet tracks earlier in their career when they, you know, they weren't in a suitable race. They maybe weren't over a suitable distance. They maybe didn't have, you know, well, maybe were first up and didn't have the fitness to sort of perform on that mm-hmm. day. So, you know, it's only had a couple of goes on these, these wet tracks and, you know, I'm not putting a line through it just yet so i think now it's got the setup it's third up it's got no weight it's got the fitness edge over its main rivals i go if it's ever going to perform on a wet track it's going to be on saturday
0: fantastic you know what i take back my little jibe about not wanting your thoughts (laughs) i really enjoyed those thoughts let's go to the last race now it's five o'clock hopefully by now we've had a pretty good day let's have a little look and see if benny does the patented shouldering of the arms in the (laughs) last chance saloon we've got democracy manifest at four bucks, then substantial at six. My towel, your towel, our towel. Delicious at eight bucks. Hellfest at nine dollars. Crikey, the face at thirteens. As is, blazer trail, and I won't continue on. Yeah, no, don't
1: buy that. Now I'm not going to bet here. I mean, this is another horse, Shock who, you know, like democracy. Manifest is first up on the on you know, wet deck. As you mentioned, it's going to be churned up by this time of the day. So yeah, you know, he couldn't be jumping into that sort of quote. So yeah, you know, I think we've found enough bets to throughout the card to satisfy us. And it is a tough betting card. I will put that down. In particular, you know, you know, I've had to concentrate on the big group ones for the, for the shorter prices because I think outside mm. of that, yeah, there's not heaps of value. So yeah, um, shouldering arms, as you said, and you know, hopefully uh, we get a few winners earlier in the day. Well, let's run through
0: the card, mate, because you have tipped us in on half of the card, and then there's the Oman as well. There's a couple of faves. There's loads of value about, so it's going to be an absolute cracker. Plus, you can flick over in the footy at half time in the Oman. You don't even have to worry about multiple screens. Sliver style, if you know your 90s shit films. All right, race one, don't bother. Race two, it's a highway, so you're not interested. Life is a highway, guys, and I'm going to ride it all night long. Race three is a patented Benny Clifton two-horse play with Miss Einstein taking a break from scrubbing hubby's one (laughs) T-shirt. It's got a good draw from Barrier Six. Pacific Warrior is at long odds as well, so you like those two. Race four, we're gonna keep an eye on Alencia, but we're not gonna put our money on it. Race five, it's value time rocketing by at about 17 to 1. Stop it. Race six, Lions Roar is the Omen. You're turned off by the wet, but then again, you also stalked Vossi at the airport as a child. <laughs> so I'm not trusting your analysis there. Race seven. Militarise, that's what you're on. And race 8, you're on another favourite in Giga Kick. Race 9, this ticks enough boxes. Despite the wet track, we're on Tamer Lane. And race 10, we are shouldering arms. Now, out of those, mate, have you got a best bet for me? I've
1: labelled Tamer Lane as the best bet. I just... I just, I like the narrative. I like the fitness narrative. I think there's enough in it. And i'm willing to forgive the failures on heavy tracks just because i don't know if it was particularly suited on those days so i'll be interested to see what the market does it and whether it spits it out but um yeah i'm with tame Lane.
0: let's hope the narrative ends in a victory all right just have a think before you punt this weekend guys think is this really a bet you want to place now i think that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us mate stay dry out there punters and good luck
1: thanks sonny good luck punters good luck punters bye now